Welcome to the Beyond Jiu Jitsu podcast. This is episode 119. Today, we have a very special guest. We have our friend, our brother, our training partner, Andreas. Andreas is a brown belt. And did you get your brown belt under Adam? No, no, I didn't. But you've been training under Adam for what is it? last uh, two years, <laughs> three years. <laughs> you can tell I'm not really good with microphone. Um, I've been to, how long has it been? Uh, like too long, mid, my mid man. Co- too long. <laughs> it's been a long time. No, uh, since you started training with me. Mid-COVID. Was it mid-COVID? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Which was, God, I can't even. 2019? No. no. You started before me, so yeah. Would have no, been. it was like 20. 2020? No, 2019 must have been, because I started in 2019. It was during the, first, after the first lockdown in Sydney. Yeah. Did 2020? Fuck, oh, I can't even remember. Know. It wasn't even that long ago. Oh, this is terrible. I'm sure we could all This episode's a joke. Yeah. Right? I started in 2019, I think, uh, in November 2019. I'm sure you've got a YouTube video on it. I do, yeah. It's, 20, <laughs> it's 2019. I do have a YouTube video on it. Anyway. It went viral. My first ever YouTube video got published uh, in a bunch of articles by like um, Jiu-Jitsu Eastern cred- Europe. Yeah, that's a super credible. Super credible. Right? It is super credible <laughs> yeah. for everyone in Eastern Europe. Yeah. yeah. Wikipedia as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm on Wikipedia. I got my Wikipedia page. Yeah. I was on Reddit. Yeah. Jeremy posted it on Reddit. He's like, check out my friend's YouTube channel. It's, it's awesome. Super cringe. Um, <laughs> what was the video like? What oh, it was like five things to know before you start jujitsu. <laughs> I just started my jujitsu. Blah blah blah. It's Journey. like, Journey. yeah, yeah. Keep one. Wear underpants. They weren't even five things I wish I knew. It was like that was the title. Five things I wish I knew. I just, not even things I wish I knew. I already knew half of them. I was like, <laughs> the video is dog shit. Man. Don't watch it. <laughs> we'll put a link in the description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Link in the link in the bio. Check it out. Uh, anyway, that's Kieran. I'm Adam. That's Andres. Andres started training with me at an undetermined date prior to today. Yeah. Sensational. <laughs> but yeah, was was already a brown belt, but we met when you were a purple belt at a different gym. Yeah. That's when we had met. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, COVID was crazy times. I've got a funny anecdote about that when we met, right? So I... I was coming into training and I remember because you came into that gym with your mate from Brazil. Yeah, Johannes. From Johannes, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I remember you were speaking in Portuguese with him. Yeah. And we were in the change rooms and then I turned to you and I was like, oh man, like y- your English is really good, bro. Like, <laughs> 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 where'd, you, where'd, you, where'd you learn English? And you're like, what? <laughs> what? And I was like, yeah, man, like you speak really good English. You're like, uh, dude, I'm- You're like, I'm you should a- be proud of yourself. <laughs> you're like, dude, I'm, back. I'm Australian. With a like, couple more years, oh. it'll be even better. <laughs> like, you're very fluent. You sound like a native. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> Would have been even funnier if you were like, hey man, your English is coming along and you started correcting me or yeah. something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is so fucking good, man. Yeah. Holy shit. So and I think that's how we hit it up pretty well. Yeah. Oh, it's like, man. oh, this guy's uh, a little bit challenged. So. Yeah. <laughs> help him. Yeah. Uh, I take this guy under my wing. He yeah. needs some help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, Andres, how long have you, have you been, how long have you been training jujitsu for? Uh, I started in 2013. So, like, just out of uni, I was trying to find out what to do with all the free time that I would have mm. after uni. And you're sorry, just to quickly before that, uh, yeah. 
uh, to go back in the timeline a little bit more. Where so were we you didn't, born? Yeah, no. <laughs> so from Venezuela, but how old were you when you left? Because you lived in the, like, when did you come to Australia? So I left Venezuela when I was 18, I think, 18 or 19. So that would have been uh, 2008. 2008, right? Yeah, mm. I think. No, I, yeah, I was curious if you because was Australia where you started jujitsu? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never, I'd never done any martial arts before. I always wanted to. Like, I think it's a dream of mine as a child because you know you used to watch like John Claude Van Damme's movies. What's it called? Uh, Blood, Blood, Blood Sport. Sport. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, with Chong, Chong Lee doing yeah. his pecs and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you play like that in the mirror, but you had no pecs. <laughs> I still don't have any pecs. Uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, man, I always wanted to. I used to um, dress up in uh, as a black belt. Like I had like a little karate no gi in a black belt, That's and I would sick. run around when I was a kid. And I still don't get to wear one for. It'll <laughs> 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 yeah. be a while. Uh, sure. uh, um, but yeah, so I never really tried. I did like a bit of kickboxing or like stuff like that, but mostly like sports stuff. Not really, uh, just to like sweat really. Yeah. Um, then when I got here, so I got here. To, yeah, two thousand and eight. Then. Uh, I I I kind of went back to Spain and to Venezuela a few times. I went to Spain for a year to do uh, an internship, and uh, and I met this girl who she had this thing where she always used to talk about her ex boyfriends to me all the time. <laughs> I don't know if it's a thing women do, but <laughs> and like <laughs> she, and then she like one day, man, we literally like, oh my god, I'm pretty sure my girlfriend's gonna listen to this. Sorry, baby, but we, you know, one day we sort of like in bed playing around, and she started choking me out, but not like in a sexual <laughs> way, like, like fully, like she's like, oh, look, I can choke you out. So she locked you up in like a body triangle, fucking like, rear fully naked choke. Naked, man. I was like, what are you doing? What are you? I was like. Aah! <laughs> she put a ball gag in your no. mouth, started whipping then, you. That's oh, not jujitsu, Andres, right? <laughs> and then she's like, oh, that's, you know, it's jujitsu. And I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Um, and then uh, I and then I was in a trip to the States, and then my brother had a friend from Panama or something like that, and he was a black belt in jujitsu. And uh, I, we were having a chat, and he's like, uh, he's like, what? Because I, I was in Hawaii surfing, and then I stopped to visit my brother in Philly. And he, this guy just started talking about like, oh, have you heard of, you know, jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu? And I was like, man, no idea. He's like, Gracie jiu-jitsu. And I'm like, no, nah, no idea. He's like, yeah. And I, and I fully did like, is that like karate? Or like, <laughs> yeah, no, like the whole karate chop thing? I was Watch like, yeah. And he was like, no, it's not. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, and then, yeah. And then I don't know, like I, I read something about, oh, Kelly Slater in a magazine talking about how good it is for fitness and how much it's, it helped it's surfing. And then I started sort of Googling it because then, you know, again, you know, I finished uni and I was like, oh, I, you know, I want to go and try something, but the surf was pretty, it was like summer. So there's not a lot of, not a lot of surf around. Um, and then I, yeah, I Googled like, you know, Bondi Beach, Jiu Jitsu and whatnot. And then something came up and then I just went and trained and I was hooked from the first day. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So about so nine years. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's about, about nine years. Um, and it all started by some bird choking yeah. you in bed. <laughs> yeah. No, we also had a it's, a, it's a bit of a funny one as well because the other thing that also kind of got me into jiu-jitsu is that um, me and my dad, I was in Venezuela and me and my dad went to the baseball stadium <clears throat> and it's it's pretty rough. Baseball? Like, Do people play baseball in Venezuela? Oh, heaps. Really? Yeah, dude, wow. it's, like, it's the number one sport. 
No, no way. I thought it was more like Wouldn't a it be football? United States. No, no, no. It's in Brazil. Those races. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're not the same. We're not the same people. We're quite similar. Don't you speak Brazilian there? Uh, Don't you speak Venezuelan? Like uh, I've had that a few times. What do you speak in Venezuela? Venezuelan? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Man, and then we um, we're at the stadium, right? And uh, I don't know what happened. You know, my dad got into a bit of a scuffle with someone at the door because yeah, he does that sometimes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit loose. And uh, and man, and this dude like fully um, went up to like punch my dad. And I and I got in the middle and I was sort of blocking. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, you're not going anywhere. And you know, my dad's you know, mind you, he's not the most athletic guy out there. And I was just like, no, nah, you're gonna touch him. And then like something happened, and he sort of like this other dude ran around me. And then went straight to my dad and punched him in the face. And I just lost it. Like, mm. my dad's like my best mate. Like mm. we, we do everything together and we get along so well. And then I saw that and I just fully went, just went nuts. And went so up red to guy. the guy. I saw so red. But he started dropping around. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and dude, like, I just ran up to this guy and, uh, you know, just pushed him against the wall. And then a police officer got in the middle. And I was like, okay, I need to sort of punch this guy in a way that I don't punch the police officer. So I was like sort of, you know, going around the country trying to get, um, and, I don't know, I was, and apparently, I, I don't know, I, I literally just don't remember much of, the, of what happened, but I, I think even my dad came up to me to grab me. It's like, man, stop, it's fine. And I fully just like pushed him back. Um, anyway, so, the, you know, all that happened. And then obviously, you know, the cops came in and they're like, okay, man, so we have to take you with us. You know, you, you're getting arrested. And I was like, Really, man? Again? <laughs> yeah, it was wild when I was a kid. No, and like uh, I was like, nah, man. Like we get, and then my dad's like, oh man. So he goes, he like he puts his hand in his pocket, like takes out his wallet, pulls out a bunch of cash, and then he goes like, just stand in the corner, and then goes to the cop and gives him a handshake and mm. says something in his ear, just goes, hey, so and so and so, and the cop looks at him like, oh. Uh. Okay, no, you guys are good to go. And I was like, okay, so let's go back to the baseball Dad stadium. with the clutch, please. <laughs> but again, you know. This is fucking this wild. <laughs> this is what happens in, in South America all the time. You probably would have seen something like that in Brazil. Yeah, know? nothing like as as dodgy as that. Not, sorry, not like, I mean, I never saw sort of um, like bribery like that. But yeah, for sure it happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's well known that people when they're, you know, if they're doing a road trip or something, they'll keep like Brazil's similar to to America. Like, you, you know how when you get pulled over in Australia, they just ask to see your license, right? And in mm. the US and in movies and that, it's like license and registration, and they've mm. got that document in the glove box of their car and mm. whatever. So Brazil's like that. You need that document for the car, full of cash. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And people will leave money in there, right? Mm. So yeah. if you get pulled over, you just you're you're bribing them. But I did have one. Probably one of the the crazier sort of um, scenes that I saw was so where where we lived for most of the time in Brazil was this sort of main street, and from our apartment you would walk I don't know what it would be like a couple of hundred meters there'd be a, the train station and then a couple of hundred meters past that the supermarket, so we'd just walk down to the supermarket to do our groceries. So we'd gone down to the supermarket. And um, we were walking back home and as we were walking past the train station, like the train stations have security guards and stuff, they were they were like, you know, we're just walking down the street and they're like, they're like, get in, get in, get in. And these security guards just start like 
herding people into the train station. Like we weren't catching the train. We were like walking past the train station. They're like, get in, get in. And they like herd us into the, the train station and lock the gates and everything. We're like, what the fuck's going on? And then just like two mobs of people like just took up the whole road. They were like two opposing football team fans uh, just oh like clashed God. and they had like, you know, baseball bats and big bits of wood with nails and shit in them. Then the cops rocked up with like, assault rifles and shit. it's not like they started like shooting people but it was like this big brawl and we're like holy like, shit like straight up football gangsters yeah 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 like you know sort of similar to what you'll see on the news or something like wasn't like there were then like you know i don't believe anyone died or anything but it was still kind of like oh shit like you know that so such a foreign sort of thing when you don't Care you know, about football. Well, if you don't care about football like that's funny i was gonna say such a foreign thing if you're not like from South America, but these sort of things happen in England all the time, right? Yeah. They have massive yeah. football riots in England. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's still the sort of thing that you don't see in Australia, right? Yeah. Like, you know, something like that would be be front page news. Yeah, but yeah, there yeah. it was just, yeah. you know, just normal. I think technically you were the forum one in the situation. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't finish the story. So what, uh, what I was going to say, like right at the end is that after the whole, this whole, you know, scuffle happened with the cop, um, you know, I just thought to myself, there has to be a better way. Shamwow. We got to clip that. <laughs> but fully, man, I was like, I was like, no, the, you know, there has to be a better way. Like, the, the, you know, there's probably a way to defend yourself without, you know, hurting someone. Not that I hurt the guy, but, you know, just, you know, grabbing someone and holding them down and all that. Mm. You know, and then and when you, and then, you know, it came full circle, this, incident at a baseball stadium and then one day you learnt a baseball choke and you're like but man yeah what you're saying about the stadium and all that um you know sports sporting events in in south america wild man like yeah it's, it, you don't go I, I never went to a stadium for the actual event I just wanted to see the bro. You just went to, just went to <laughs> fight no, even, <laughs> even a baseball do they get after it? man yeah yeah dude people get shot Holy like shit. The, no, no, seriously, inside the stadium, it's happened a few times. Like, there's videos, I'll, I'll send you one on YouTube, where there's, like, the, you know, there's one team here, then there's, like, a, a fence, and then there's, like, the other team, and then people, like, never stand close to the fence because then people get stabbed. But like they get sh Dude, it's it's wild. Like, it's super yeah. hectic. Like, it's, it's pretty third world. But yeah. Jeez. It's, uh, but, yeah, it's just how it is, you know? And, I, I you know, I never went there to fight or anything, but it was really... I was a bit of an adrenaline junkie when I was a kid. So I was like, okay, just wait, wait for the first gunshot. And it's like, boom, and it's like a race. And you're like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. It's, it's pretty, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's how we had fun when we were kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fucking wild. <laughs> it sounds shit. wild, but I mean, it, <clears throat> but it's you get like the same yeah. adrenaline in America. You just go, go to school. <laughs> just stating some factual information. <laughs> oh, this, you, need to, you need to get one of those sounds. Go, no, but it is. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. <laughs> factual information. Well, right? It's true, man. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, shit. Uh, um, but yeah, it's like, I mean, uh, we're not talking about gun control, obviously, but that is, it's just, again, something when you come from a country like Australia where you're not allowed guns at all, it's just such a, it doesn't even register in your brain. That like someone the, would the, have one. Yeah, yeah like, no. like the the thought of someone having a gun or no getting shot guns. or, you know. Uh, like it's so rare. It's yeah, so fucking rare. Know? So like even, you know, 
not even talking about shootings or, you know, horrific school shootings or stadium shootings or whatever, even just the fact that, yeah, in Brazil it's super common for people just to to pull up and rob you with a gun, you know, like, I mean, yeah, obviously you can be robbed in Australia, but like... But they're going to use a knife. <laughs> yeah, they're going <laughs> to yeah. shank you. Yeah, you know? they're, they're going to get stabbed. To to. Yeah. yeah, don't worry. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Choke you, out. you know, yeah. like I remember when I did like a, when I first went to Brazil just as a tourist and, you know, you took one of those guided tours through a favela, like one of the most famous favelas in, in Brazil or in Rio is called Rocinha. It's like a really big favela and you can do a guided tour through it. And yeah, just wait, like, yeah. as in like you're a tourist through this favela with a little yeah. flag, with like, like, a little <laughs> yeah. like yeah. you have a tour guide and on the left we have fucking no, homeless legit. bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, legit. Because you can't. Oh, what's the needles, guys? What's yeah, the needles, yeah. Uh, you crackhead Carl over there. Yeah. <laughs> that that's how what it the is. Fuck. Because you can't just walk into the. Well, you could, but it would be relatively dangerous, right? To just walk in there, but you can take these guided tours, and because the favela is like a hierarchy system, right? Like the there's individuals who run the favela, right? The entire slum, and it's like a tiered system, so. Uh, at the top of the favela, like as in the the physical top of it, who live it because favela, favelas are always like built on hillsides. Yeah, like right? they're tiered. So that's actually true. Yeah, yeah, the yeah because the the infrastructure. I've seen that on movies. So the, yeah, the white belts live at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much right. Because the the infrastructure of the favela is terrible, right? Because people there's no engineering and stuff going on. People are just There's building. shacks. We're, we're, we're imagining shacks here. Kind right? of. So you get on a motorbike and ride to the top. No helmet, none of that shit. You just jump on the back of a of bike course. and a dude just flies up the, the hill. Yeah. And you get off at the top. And the people who live at the top are the people who run the favela. Because you don't – the further down you live, this is no exaggeration, like the – like – that's where shit rolls downhill, bro. Exactly. So you right. get closer down yeah. and it's just like human turds and stuff everywhere. Oh, nice. It's fucking gross. Fuck. But the people who run the favela, it's they don't have a problem with these these tours because obviously the tour guides know the people who run the favela. And because they actually make money off it. Like because so for example, going through the tour, there's like, you know, you stop at one person's part of the favela who, you know, is an artist and, you know, you can buy their paintings and stuff. And there's, you know, the favelas are a whole little city. There's like bakeries, so you can stop and, you know, get some food and whatever. And uh yeah, but I remember when we did this tour and the tour guides like here you can take photos and here they're like, okay, so these people like Put your cameras away. You can't take photos of these people. But dudes just like chilling with like massive assault rifles and stuff. And mm. yeah. yeah, again, it's coming from somewhere from Australia. It's like, well, I've never even seen one of those in person, which is probably so crazy for any Americans being like, what do you mean you've never seen a, a gun? Just right? go to Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I opened a bank account. They gave me one. <laughs> you know, like it's just so foreign now, you know. Yeah. So yeah, these crazy stories, I mean, Wait, so you've you been on one of these tours? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, cool. Wow. It's to this date the best donut I've ever had I bought in a favela. Right. <laughs> it was so good. Well, I mean, the chocolate tasted a bit weird. <laughs> no, no. It, was probably, it was probably going powder. Yeah. <laughs> it was powdered. Yeah. Hang on a second. Yeah, no. Yeah, I've been on one How of those How much was tours. it? Oh, super cheap. We did like this, this day tour thing where we went to um, the – Fuck, well, I've forgotten what the steps are called. There's these famous steps in um, in Rio. Um, 
Oh, God, I've forgotten the name of them. But they're very famous because this one dude essentially, like, mosaiced the whole massive set of stairs oh, by wow, himself. Yeah. I've seen that photo. Um, oh, I've forgotten what they're called. I, I still so, can't get over the fact that they, they've taken, like, the essentially the ghetto and made it a fucking tourist attraction. And, like, you, yeah, you go through of. and do a tour. Yeah. Like a guided tour on it. Yeah. That's, that's insane. So it was, like, this day tour where, like, we went to the famous steps. We went on this, like, famous little tram thing that they have in Rio went to the favela and went to Sugarloaf Mountain which is that, that famous mountain mm. uh, rock thing uh, the one and maybe the we were, no no that's a different one and oh, I think we okay. went to that too well that I've been to multiple times but anyway is it, it Jesus? Was, yeah yeah well, it's, yeah, it's yeah. called Christ the Redeemer yeah well fuck yeah. Jesus right <laughs> yeah I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I think he's asking for his street name yeah yeah they call him they call him G-Dog in the street <laughs> G dog, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, was, <laughs> this is so derailed, man. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, hang on, we better come back on topic. Jiu jitsu. All right, continue. All right, bring it back. You have to mention the word jiu jitsu. So, of course, like, oh, yeah. the jiu jitsu poker. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, um, we got to hit our quota. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was just like a whole tour thing, and yeah, because I don't know, like. I never personally had any dangerous experiences in Brazil. Like I, I lived there for five years and I was never, assa not assaulted. In Portuguese, the word assaulted just means like robbed, right? Doesn't right. mean like, yeah, in yeah. English you think physically assaulted. Yeah. So I was never like mugged or robbed. Um, I was never like pickpocketed or I never had someone try fight me or I never had any- Really? Never uh, even pickpocketed? No, I never had any dangerous, situations or altercations in, in brazil five years. in five years but obviously like you know i would go to the gym and like one of my friends would be like this is the fucking third time i've been robbed in in like the last month oh shit yeah. so i mean it happens there was also mm. like uh re like while i was living there there was this so there's these people who when you park your car on the street they will essentially come up to you and they're, they're pretty much bribing you. What they say is like, hey man, like I'll, I'll look after your car for you while you're gone and like you give me some, some money. And if you right. don't pay them, they fuck your car up? Is that yeah, the, yeah, pretty yeah, much. That's, that's sort of yeah. the arrangement. Some of them, are, it's not always as clean, like it's not always as brutal as that. Sometimes it is like, for example, in my wife's city, which is a smaller city, these people are actually really helpful because you'll be trying to f you'll be going to this restaurant and you're trying to find a park and they actually help you like they'll actually be like oh this dude up here is leaving and they'll like kind of essentially so like a valet like a street valet of, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so some of them are more actually like street valets and some of them are essentially just like if you don't pay me to watch your car while you're off doing whatever I'm just gonna break into it and take your shit mm. uh, and yeah there was a there were, and usually you just kind of give them whatever sort of change you've got on you, like a few yeah. bucks or whatever. And uh, yeah, it was at this this famous park in Sao Paulo. It's called Ibirapuera. It's like a big, would be the equivalent of like Central Park or whatever. And yeah, it's like a nice area of Sao Paulo. And this guy was parking. The dude came up. He's like, hey man, what's your car? Blah, blah, blah. He's like 20 eyes, which would be 20 bucks. He's like, man, I'm not giving you 20 bucks. Like you usually give him a few bucks. And he's, yeah. like, he's like, no man, 20 bucks for me to watch your car. And he's like, dude, I'm not giving you 20 bucks. The dude just like pulled out a gun, just shot him and killed him over 20 bucks. Like, <sighs> which obviously is an extreme story, yeah. you know? But anyway, I never had any dangerous things happen to me in, in five years, but you know, then, I've, then again, I've been in dangerous situations in Australia, right? Obviously I've lived here longer, but 
you know. Yeah. Anyway, crazy shit happens. Not anymore, bro, because I'm like black belt and shit. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Pretty legit. Yeah. No, pretty like legit. black belt ain't helping you when someone's got a gun. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that stuff happens a lot. That's where you need to train with Steven Seagal. Then you're sweet. Yeah. You know, yeah. Take care of all those moves. Yeah, wrist locks and yeah, <laughs> yeah, wrist locks and shit. Use the yeah. weight against them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. The <laughs> so, Andres, you recently were spending a bit of time traveling, yeah. like this. So, you during the the second big lockdown in Sydney, back on the COVID piece. But in for those that don't know, we had one big lockdown. It was like three months or something. We you know, we're released from the lockdown prison, and then they hit us with another one. And you were like, "Nah, fuck this, I'm out." Smart move, and you went to uh, Europe. You you uh, Europe, yeah. yeah, you, Europe, that, yeah. That's where you went f- first and foremost because we didn't know how long it was going to be. It ended up being like another three or four months or something. So yeah. it's a good call. And you spent twelve months in total, just over. Uh yeah, twelve months. Yeah, twelve months in yeah. Europe, and during that time, you spent a lot of time traveling to different gyms. Yeah, talk us through that. Uh, man, it was it was good fun. Eh? Like we uh, we left. We left and and we didn't really know where we we're gonna settle. And we ended up not really settling anywhere. Just like traveling for a whole, yeah, twelve months. And mm. um, <clears throat> in the meantime, I, I was kind of like, well, I do want to train jujitsu. Like, I don't want to stop. Like, I don't think I can stop at this point. Like, I'm always sort of thinking about jujitsu or like, you know, I'll be in bed. You're so and, like, close to fulfilling <laughs> that childhood dream <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of wearing a black belt karate suit. Yeah, right. You'd be uh, like, I did it, mom. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, like to the point where, like, I'll be cuddling with my girlfriend, and I'm practicing my grips, like, you know, hand fighting with her. Yeah, yeah. She's like, "Stop it!" I'm like, "They hate that, eh? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. fucking hate it. Stop doing jujitsu on me." She learned how to tap, though. She's yeah. like, "Tap, tap," and I yeah. have to let go. Yeah, yeah. Like um, when they tr- when they go to cuddle you, and you like close your half guard, yeah. Their leg and like, <laughs> put a oh, lockdown in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the other day, I was like trying to like fucking heel hook my fiance. She's like, "Stop trying to leg lock me," and I'm like. What you know? You know the term leg lock. <laughs> it was like a fucking epiphany. She's like, oh, she listens. Yeah, no way. Don't you? You go to hug someone in the street. Make sure you get your underhooks. Yeah, <laughs> double unders. Oh, Let's man. go. Um, but yeah, so uh, every city we went to, I tried to get you know to find a gym and then mm. go train. Did you travel with? Uh, sometimes when people travel, they're like try to save space. So they kind of like just throw a rashy in. Did you take, <laughs> did you travel with a gi as well? Man, so or? my suitcase was half gis and rashies. And then yes. I had like two t-shirts and a pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Seriously, I, I had like yes. two gis, which is like seven kilos. Or like yeah, and it takes kilos, up a know, decent like, amount of space, yeah, and right? And like it's thick, right? It's so yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, That's how you do it. And then, uh, and then what? And then I had a bunch of like rashies and just shorts and stuff. Cause I was like, well, I mean, you can wear them around the house as well. So it's kind of mm. like, you know. Well, you go on for a year, like. Shit, you're gonna need yeah. your kit. Yeah. If um, you're John Tenner, you can wear ratchets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Weddings, <Yeah>. funerals. <laughs> no discrimination. Um but and yeah, so um yeah, we, we went and like I was just like every city we went to, I was like, Oh, you know, I just wanna keep training. And also because you know, you you when you're on holiday you kinda eat a bit too much and then drink a little bit too much and then you, you feel like you're constantly on the verge of being out of shape. <laughs> so yeah. you're like so you're like oh i just you know at least even if i do terribly at training i just want to go and like sort of break a sweat you know yeah um so yeah i did that i mean i, I looked for gyms uh, i think i visited probably like 12 or something like that 12 gyms uh in between yeah in that year all around europe like from france to um we we're in israel as well for a while which is not part of europe but i you know i counted as 
Europe just because of the trip. I mean, not because everyone's white or yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are no, we I talking? Mean, like, about? I just like because I put it in the same category just because it was like a Euro trip. You're on a Euro trip, yeah. Trip, like, yeah. You know, I just yeah. You can title this episode from school shootings to racism. <laughs> this episode's got, this episode's got, got everything. Yeah, it's got it all. <laughs> and with, it a, all. with a dash of jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so twelve different gyms. So uh, you know. We can or cannot go through all of them. Let's start with a bit more of a, of a, a broad question. Uh, what was what was sort of like the best experience you had as a vis- visitor across these gyms? Was there one particular gym where you, you know it was the vibe was awesome, or you learnt a super cool technique, or you know what was the best experience of visiting multiple gyms, or was it just the experience as a whole? There's a, there's a few things, right? Because like. <clears throat> some some places I stayed, um, we stayed in for about a month, two months. Like, man, in, in Israel, we were for like, I think a month and a half. So it's, yeah, wow. it's a fair bit of time. And I was training like every single day. And I, I was oh, So some gyms you visited, like you were there yeah, multiple yeah. times and others was just yeah, a drop-in. And others was just like a drop-in. Right, um, right. And then, for example, the ones in Israel where, man, everyone was super friendly. Like everyone was extremely friendly in Israel. I, I loved the place, you know, great food, etc. And in terms of jiu-jitsu, it was really funny because I, I found this place that was really close to where I was staying. And then there was a bunch of people that were like, mind you, you know, the level was not great. Um, but, you know, everyone was so friendly that I was like, whatever, man, I'll just keep coming here and have a good time. And then I met this other dude who was a little bit sort of like above average in that group in terms of skill. And he goes, hey, man, you might want to go and try out this other gym where the level's maybe a little bit higher. And I was like, yeah, cool, I'll go check it out. And I went to the other one and the level was way higher. Uh, and again, you know, was super, there was a few Aussies there as well. Actually, I met a guy there who was like, oh, so you, you know, you're from, from Sydney and whatnot. And then we, we got talking and then he mentioned the podcast. Get fucked. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. seriously. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, the guys from Beyond Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, I love that podcast. Hey, I was like, dude, international. International. Yeah, man. So um, we, uh, I think that like in there was different things, right, for each gym. Because like, I think I was trying to adapt. Uh, you, you, you know, you can't expect to have the same experience everywhere, you know, for various reasons. One of them cultural, as in the sense of the country that you're in, mm. that you're in, like some, you know, just different cultures. Then cultures within the gym. So I guess you could, well, you wouldn't call it the subculture, but. Yeah. Well, you can yeah, Gym that, culture. Yeah. Gym yeah. culture, yeah. And um, and then obviously the like the level of jujitsu in the gym. Those were like sort of the three main things that would change in different gyms, and then that would make me want to adapt in a different way. So some places I would just go and be like, I know the technique's not going to be great, so I just go and break a sweat and hang out with the guys. And sometimes they're like, Oh man, we're going for a beer. You should join us. You know, there's a party on Saturday. You should come with us. And that gets you sort of allows you to meet people in the area as well, and then sort of. You know, just do stuff that local people would do. Wow, did you find awesome. did you find as a whole across all the gyms you visited that they were they were very visitor friendly? Or did you have some gyms where they were a bit sort of old school like yeah. hey, like no Don't no, steal our secrets, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I mean and and sort of two part question, did you have um I mean obviously you speak English, Spanish, do you speak any German? Or uh, you speak I understand any? a little bit, but so, I wouldn't claim it. So did you have uh, any language barrier? Like, obviously, in Spain, if the teaching in Spanish, it's not going to be a problem for you other yeah, than yeah. some slight different slang words, I, you know, as, yeah. as is the case. But yeah, what language what, were they taught in? 
Yeah, like did you have language gyms where they went out of their way to teach you in English or yeah. whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in uh, in France, so I'll, I'll answer for the first uh, question. So, man, I found that uh, I found both uh, extremes, like sort of both both um, ends of the spectrum, and everything in between. Like there was a gym where I went in France. Uh, where, man, I literally went in, I was like, oh, this gym looks kind of cool, because it was a, a small town, it's in Biarritz. Uh, it's like a surfy town, like really, really cool place. Like the, they call it the Bondi of, of France, kind of. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, most people that had lived in Bondi at some point. Oh, that's, so, <laughs> yeah, that's fucking so sick. I went to this one gym, right? And, uh, you know, I, I go in and uh, it was not reception. It was like a, like a surf shop slash jujitsu shop. And then they had mats at the back and like a skateboard ramp. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I asked the guy at the front, I was like, hey, man, look, uh, I'm looking for a place to drop in. Like, I'll be here for a month or whatever. And uh, and he goes, oh, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, we, we do classes here, you know, this, this, and that time. And I'm like, yeah, sweet. Can I come in tomorrow? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you could. But uh, I just want to let you know that we're a very exclusive team. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, what does that mean? And he goes, uh, well, look, uh, you can come in tomorrow, but you might not be able to train. And I'm like, okay, but why not? And he goes, uh, you know, if the coach doesn't like you, he's just not going to let you train. And I'm like, okay, cool. But he's like, but you should come. And I'm like, okay. And how much is that going to be? He goes, well, it'll be twenty euros per session. And I'm like, man, I'm going to be here for a month. Whoa, <laughs> it's, it's a that's lot a lot. And I was like, can I pay by the week or like the month and stuff? He's like, no, for you it's going to be per session. And then if the coach likes you, you get to train tomorrow. And if not, you can then watch and then come another day until he, he feels like you, you can't, you're a lot, you know, he likes you enough to let you train. And I was like, look, okay, man, just tell me how many dicks I got to suck. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, and, and I was just like, okay, you clearly don't want me to train here. So yeah, I'm just it's so not. weird, but it was really like passive aggressive. Cause it was like, yeah. but you should still come tomorrow. And I was like, okay, man, I get it. Whatever. Same day I go to a different gym, the other gym in that town, there was only two. Man, I walk in, everyone's super friendly. Hey, mate, what's up? How are you going? I was like, I was trying to speak a little, like, I don't speak French, but you know, I feel like when you're in someone's country, you should at least say, hello, how are you? And then they pick up your accent, they realize you're not from there and they yeah. they can change. Anyone's in, in that area, everyone spoke, spoke really good English and Spanish anyway, so it wasn't a problem. So, man, I went in and I asked and they're like, yeah, man, yeah, look, you, you got your gear with you, you can do a class. And I said, yeah, sweet. So I did a class, um, got along really well with everyone, everyone. Um, did you then, ask them about the other gym? I did. I did. So like after a while, cause I didn't want to come in like, you know. So they accepted you started training there for like a couple of weeks or something. And then yeah, so I was there for about a month training. Right. And how much was that in comparison? They did it for free. Fuck off. Really? Yeah. So the owner, the That's owner sick. was this really friendly purple belt, um, on the, uh, what's his name? Clack Gracie. Oh, cool. Uh, and he and he was, I mean, I remember that because he was like, you look like Clark Gracie. And I was like, yeah, but I don't roll like him. <laughs> <laughs> you could say I roll like him. It'll be cool. Uh, um, but, you know, he's the friendliest bunch of people, right? And like he was, um, they did go out of the way. They, they would teach him French. And then they would go out of the way and be like, did you understand what we just did? And I'm like, well, I don't really speak French, but I could see what you're doing. So, yeah. you know, just, I found that it was actually better for my learning because I was thinking like, well, because I couldn't understand mm -hmm. what was happening so much. I was looking at what they were doing and I was like, oh, okay. You sort of pay more attention to what you're looking at instead yeah. of trying yeah. to, you know. And I think because you're, you're a brown belt, you've been training for so long, you understand all the basic well, concepts. Yeah, yeah exactly. You can, yeah. You can, oh, okay, so this position we're learning here is similar to something else I've already done. Yeah. Or, oh, I've seen this before, but a different yeah. variation. Exactly. 
exactly right. It'd yeah. be very difficult yeah. for like a, a white belt day one to learn yeah. in a different language, but yeah, for yeah, someone exactly, like yourself, yeah. you're like, yeah, I got that. What yeah. do they call hip escapes in French? Something with baguette. I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> 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 the shrimp. Because <laughs> we've got like, like Virginie, right? Who, yeah. Girl at the gym who's French and super gullible, right? Virginie's yeah. super gullible. Um, so next time you're teaching, Andres teaches some classes at, at the gym, by the way. So if he's she's Spanish. ever in one of your... He's <laughs> Spanish. He's Spanish, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, so feel free to like, you know, mess with right. Virginia if you want. She's super gullible. And yeah, so she's French, and um, but she never trained jujitsu in France. Yeah. She only started here. She's lived in Australia for years. And, you know, so in the early days of teaching her, I'm like, you know, and these are hip escapes, or they're also known as shrimp because you kind of, you know, look like a, a shrimp or a prawn yeah. when you do it. And I was like, you know what they call hip escapes in French? She's like, what? And I'm like, I'm like croissant. Cause you kind of, you look like, you look like a croissant. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no, of course they don't. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned that people like were, were trying to accommodate for you. I went to um, Sweden like last Christmas and I went to a gym and they were trying to teach the whole class in English just cause I was the only person there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like out of, out of about 20 people, I was the yeah. one person that couldn't speak Swedish. So the guy that just swung too far. The exactly. Other way. Yeah. But he, like Swedish people were so accommodating that the whole fucking class turned into English. And yeah. then halfway through he got confused. He's like, oh fuck, I've gone back to Swedish. <laughs> and then just went back. Cause he like, you know, his English was good. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but it wasn't like fluent. Yeah, yeah, so he had to chop back. And then yeah. at the end he like tried to help yeah. me. I'm like, man, we're doing like a fucking a tripod yeah. sweep. You don't need to, <laughs> you don't need to do this, my guy. Maybe Swedish, like the Scandinavian, like not like Nordic sort of country. Like yeah. Include Germany in there, although it's not sort of part of it. But like yeah. in Germany, they taught in well, Hamburg. The first Israel's part of Europe. Germany's part of the Scandinavia. Fuck the same. Well, they kind of do. No, but they look really good. You guys are good looking. Oh, dude, your girlfriend's Swedish, right? She's going to be listening. She's like, yeah, we're all good looking. She doesn't listen to this. She doesn't listen to you. So, man, like, they in like in Hamburg, for example, like I went in and they, I think they always just teach all the classes in English. Well, yeah, I was going Ger to like ask that, yeah. Germany is yeah. known for, yeah. well, Europe as a whole, right, is yeah. known as people speaking yeah. really good English. Mm. But I don't think I've ever met a German who doesn't speak They're, like yeah. flawless English. Even, yeah, yeah. even like- well, um, they learn it in school at like the age of like yeah, five or yeah. whatever. Like even one of- um, you know, Hanada's friend's dad, so like a, a very close family friend of Hanada in Brazil. Yeah. So he's, you know, of, you know, an older generation. And even he's just like, you know, flawless English, right? You know, it's not, it's like, it's some new thing. Mm. You know, I don't think I've ever met a German who doesn't speak impeccable English. Yeah, anyone like, it's the same in, in Scandinavia. Anyone under the age of like 40 is yeah. almost guaranteed to be fluent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, older than 40, it's like hit or miss because they didn't start that the, the uh, school education program where it's like English is really, really important. It's yeah. just as important as learning Swedish to them in yeah. their school system. So I wanted to ask, you went to, you know, in, in all these gyms in, across Europe, you went to 12 different gyms, give or take. Yeah. How many of them taught in English regardless of you being there, in your opinion? Right, so in, uh, in Portugal, in, uh, so it was in Portugal, in... Uh, 
again, we'll say Israel will put it as no. Sorry, no, no. In Israel, they they they, they wouldn't do it in English, but they would. You know, they would pair me up with someone who speaks English and be like, "Hey, man, you might you make sure you explain it to him." Yeah, nice. Or they'll, they'll, the coach will come to me specifically and be like, "Hey, man, did you understand what I was saying? Like, did you get?" It? And I was like, "Oh, yeah, roughly, you know." So you know, it was it was pretty accommodating. Um, was there any gym that was like, "Fuck it, you're on your own." <laughs> If you don't understand or, or um, maybe the coach didn't, you didn't have anyone in the class who spoke English. No, nah, man, not really. Everyone was pretty good. And mm. I think nowadays everyone speaks English. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Hey. Um, the, like the, even in Hamburg, um, the coach was actually Brazilian. Yeah, right. And he was uh, like, he knew that I spoke Spanish. So he would come yeah. and speak in Spanish and then like he would teach a class. Because they have the same language, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> about 70%. Yeah, yeah, 70% yeah. crossover. Yeah, yeah. It, it is very, yeah, it is yeah. very similar. Like, That's yeah. funny. People who would natively speak those two languages or like one of those languages say they're very similar, which don't get me wrong. They are similar, but like people just assume that oh, you speak Spanish, so you can speak or understand Portuguese. And I think for, yeah, native speakers, to some degree, it's like that. But me as someone who speaks Portuguese as a second language, man, Spanish for me, I got nothing. Like, mm. I can't understand anything. Like, it's com I get the similarities, but it's not like I can default understand Spanish because I speak Portuguese. It wouldn't mm. take you long. Like, it probably wouldn't take me long to learn it, but mm. um, but yeah, they're, he, I mean, they're similar, but he, they're pretty different. Here's a funny different. story with, uh, with the language thing, right? Like I was, a, I was in Italy for a wedding um, uh, in the south of Italy and one of my best mates from here from Sydney was down at the wedding as well. And then, you know, like we, we, went, for, we went for lunch and, and, you know, like Italian and Spanish again. I under, like you can get the you know the general idea of what's happening, and if you go into the details, that's where it can get a little bit confusing, right? And we're sitting, you know, we're sitting at the table, and uh, we're you know we're ordering some food and whatnot, and then uh, one of us like orders a well, me, actually me and my other mate like they're like we saw like an entrecot on the on the menu, and then we're like oh entrecot yeah you know I'll get an entrecot and like it was like a entrecot of fish right. But then we we're like, oh yeah, we we didn't get that part. So we're like, yeah, okay, we get it. Uh, yeah, medium, like medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> all the while we're doing it all in Italian, right? And we're like, yeah, medium. And like, man, the waiter just like looked at us and went, see. <laughs> it's just like I'm not even going to go into. Oh that. my god, that's so funny. <laughs> and then we got the. So fish. you thought it was like beef or something, right? Yeah. yeah, right. And then we got the fish, and then me and my mate looked at each other, and we're like. Uh, is yours medium, bro? <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was it medium? No, no. <laughs> no but, it just, but it was funny because like the, the and then you the complain. Way, Excuse me, this is overcooked. Yeah. <laughs> my fish is overcooked. Yeah, um, yeah, it was pretty funny. So no, like everyone was pretty, uh, pretty accommodating. I think. Um, so I, I, I want to go back though to the the two French gyms. So oh, what? Yeah. So once you had sort of been at the the gym that let you train, yeah, and you kind of like, what's the deal with that other gym? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, what was the uh, man? I asked him. I was like, hey man, so what's the story with uh? You know, I, I didn't say that. I was like, oh, so I went to this other place and I I didn't feel you know because man, mind you, these guys were so welcoming, like so friendly, like a little too nice. You're like. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of the friendliest bunch of people I've I've met in my life, man. Seriously, like yeah, the, right. the owner was this purple belt who was just like young guy, like you know about you know our age, and you know at some point I was like, hey man, like you know how much is it for the month or the classes? He's like, bro, are you good? Don't worry about it. You know, I just want you to have a good time. They're like, go to this restaurant or like visit this beach, and like they they go out of the way. My my girlfriend actually got sick while we were there, and one of the girls at the gym, the, the coach, the head instructor was a a, a lady. 
uh, and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, look, I'll give you my doctor's number so she can go. And, you know, like, they were, they were wow. really, really nice. And I'll then, drop off the chicken soup later. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I asked them, I was kind of like, you, what's, uh, you know, what's up with, yeah, I, I went to this other place and they were not as friendly. And they're like, oh, yeah, they just, yeah, I just feel like they're a little bit too cool. Yeah, a bit um, elitist. They, they didn't really say anything bad about the other gym. They just kind of said, look, yeah, it's just how they are, whatever, you know, which even made them, made them look even cooler. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. they're not really bad mouthing anyone. They're just like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's just their style. Um, but yeah, I think the other one was just they felt a little bit like elite, right? But I was kind of like, well, how elite are you really? Because yeah, like, I've I mean, never heard of any yeah. of you. Yeah. And, and, and you know, yeah. if we're going to talk about like elite and like levels and stuff, like you got Adam, who used to be like Mary Galley's training partner or something. Like, uh, or? not nah, not really his training partner. Like we trained a couple of times, but, but I mean, I mean you, we used to be from the same team. Yeah, but you, you trained at a, at a gym where you know the level was as high. Yeah, as yeah. It gets. trained with like Bernardo Ferri. Yeah, yeah. Like I often explain it as at the the time that I was there was, you know, would have. At that period of time, it would have been equivalent to the the Danaher Death Squad. Yeah, you know, it yeah. was. You know, I mean, it's obviously still a really high level gym, but you know yeah. now, and it's not even the Death Squad anymore. Now it's the B Team and New Wave, yeah, and yeah. in another five, ten years, I, and Atos, the right? BC there. Team and Old Wave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why can why when I make a cringe joke, are you like cricket? <laughs> Make the crappest joke in there. Like, ah, chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. That was wow. funny. Wow. I want to clip that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. But uh, you could claim, you know, you could claim, be like, oh, you're a lead team or whatever, but it's like, it's not really about that, right? Like, that's. Yeah. And, and even those guys, like yeah. a B team, they let people come in and train and, like, yeah. you know, yeah, so, yeah. mats and shit. I don't know. I Drop just, ins. I just felt like it was, know, whatever. It was weird. Yeah. Um, and then. I don't know. Then, like, what are the gyms? Like, there was, there was one in Portugal where. It was really weird, man. Like I went there and I was like, oh, you know, like how much, you know, I always ask how much for a drop in because yeah. I'm, I'm not just expecting to get stuff for free. And yeah. most of the time they're like, oh, how long have you been training? You know, that's, you know, um, brown belt. They're like, oh, mate, you know, just, just drop in for a class. It's fine. Fuck that's sick. Um, it's, it's really nice. Like not always, but you know, sometimes. And then uh, this guy in Portugal, I think he felt like I was trying to rip him off. So I went in and I did a class and he, it happened to be a fundamentals class. It was like me a purple belt, really good purple belt, teaching the class, and then like five white belts, and then we rolled, and it was like I was kind of like teaching them stuff, right? So I feel like I was adding value to the class, and of then course. you know after the class, I'm like, okay, guys, so you know, you know, what do I pay and whatnot? And I think the guy who's running the class goes, oh man, the coach is not here, um, you know, like if you mind waiting, and I was like, oh, I gotta go, and he's like, man, it's fine, you can drop in whenever you want again and whatnot. So I was like, okay, I'm coming back tomorrow, so I just left. Then I came back the next day. And the, the the coach, like the, not head coach, but like the, I guess, second in command, you could say, because uh, the owner of the gym was away, like looked at me, like I walked in, I was like, oh, hey, mate, what's up? And he looked at me with his face as if like I'd done something to him. And I was like, oh, and he goes, all right, man, so what's the deal with you? Are you paying or what? And I was like, uh, I am. I offered to pay when I got here, but then your mate said, I mean, I think it was a miscommunication problem. And then he came in and he chatted me for like two dropping sessions where, yeah. you know, the previous day, it was only 15 euros, but, you know, I was kind of like in the class teaching part of the class actually mm. to the, you know, the white belts. And then I pay and I was like, well, you know, it's, it's, a, I mean, I don't mind paying for the other one where it was like the 6.30 class, like the, the PM, like the night one where yeah. all, you know, there was like a sort of. Like an advanced class like, where you, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like for a fundamentals, I was kind of like, ah, oh, it's kind of shit, but I didn't mind it. I just paid for it and I was like, I'm just not coming back. Here. Sorry, were there 15 <laughs> euros per session? 
per session, yeah. Fuck, that's pretty expensive, man. As a, as a drop, drop in. in is pretty expensive in, in Europe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all gym drop in is really expensive. Well, yeah, because yeah, you want to discourage that. Just want to get people, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. But whereas in, like, I was in, in Vienna at a Hodge Gracie one, man, like, friendliest bunch of dudes as well. Mm. Uh, and then they just, they, they literally just went, like, I met the, the coach, um, there was like, sort of like the guy teaching the class and then the gym owner who was a bit of an older guy, man, he comes in and he's like, Hey mate, what's up? You know, how long are you going to be here for? And I was like, Oh, I'm going to be here for three days. I might train two days. And he goes, and I go, how much do I pay you in advance or after or whatever? And he goes, Oh man, two days is fine. Just coming, have a good time. And you know, mm. I hope, you know, I hope you have a good time. And I was like. Oh, awesome, man. That's, That's really so nice. nice. It's really cool. And I feel like with him, I feel like he would have done the same whether I was brown or white. You know, like he was mm. just like, oh, you know, you drop it in for a visit. Yeah, 100%. Have a good time. Uh, again, I man, that group was like, that, that group was so friendly that at the end of class, they're like, man, we're going to Belgium for a seminar with Lachlan Giles and so, so you should join. And I was like, man, I just met you guys. How cool oh, that's is this? Sick. Yeah, you get, you get all sorts of, you know. Different well, I think, I think like from experience, um, limited experience, and you'd be able to talk to this a lot more, and particularly after your last 12 months in Europe, jiu-jitsu is such an icebreaker. Like it, it's yeah. such like a, a community thing. Like you can drop in fucking almost anywhere with the exception of a couple of things you're pointing out. And in general, people, like, it's an immediate bond. Like, after you have a role with someone or whatever, it's like, you know, you fucking, you've known them for, for years because it's, you have so much in common. And because of, you know, breaking down those physical barriers even, it, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to slightly disagree with that a little bit. Sure. <laughs> I think. Like, Go for it. You know, I, I, get, the, I get the point, but I think, I guess it depends, you know, how you like what purpose jujitsu is serving in your life. I think if you're, if you're definitely pursuing it from a more competitive point of view, I don't know. I don't know if you, there's definitely like people can be as nice as they want to be, but if you're competitive with your jujitsu, there is definitely that little bit of you're rolling with someone new and you want to like, you want to win, right? Even yeah. if it's a friendly role, you want to win. Yeah, and no, so, you know, well. if, uh, you know, uh, it hasn't happened to me in a, in a in a long time. Not not because I'm, you know, the best in the world because I'm obviously not. But I just mean as in I'm a higher belt now, so the odds of of getting smashed is often uh, a, a lower. But you know, when I was a lower belt, <coughs> if a if a visitor came in or whatever, and and they got the better of me. Like the competitor in me was like, well, fuck this dude, you know, and like, okay, obviously it's, a, you know, it's not like I'm saying I don't like this person, but you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like I'm instantly all chummy and best friends with this dude who just beat the shit out of me when I wanted to win, you know, it'd be, be like anything, you know, you lose to someone in a competition. Doesn't mean you don't like them, but you're, you know, yeah, you got things in common, but there's definitely a little bit of a, oh man, I like, I, no, I agree with you. that. I agree with that. I went, when, Again, when I went to the gym in Sweden, um, I was a brand new blue belt at the time, but I was like super competitive and I still am. <laughs> but I was about to say, <laughs> still, opposed still to, super fucking opposed to, I mean, you've come so far from brand new blue belt to zero stripe blue belt. Oh, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> you need stripes, man. Fuck stripes. Yeah. Stripes are just tape, bro. Yeah, it's just tape. <laughs> IBJJF recognized stripes? Yeah, what are you talking about? I don't stripes. <laughs> Keep <laughs> your fucking stripes. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I've been using tape since I was in kindergarten. Yeah, bro. I outgrew that shit years bro. ago. Tape my belt, tape my fingers, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so um, whatever. There was this brown belt there. Got the better of him in the role. Fucking 
random ass Australian blue belt just comes out of nowhere. Um, he might have been having an off day, whatever. I'm not going to judge him off one fucking roll. He did not like it. Like, oh, dude, if yeah. I, if I was a brown belt he and did a not visiting like blue it. like, and a visiting blue belt got the better of me. Yeah. I would be pissed. And there was like a like, peanut I mean, gallery not, not going on as well. Like people were watching us yeah. and like his training oh. partners at my rank were watching us. And like, all, like these people were sitting on like, you know, a couple of girls, a couple of guys, like I can see the faces yeah. like, oh, you know, and man, yeah. I don't think he was happy. Like I wouldn't be pissed at the person. I mean, I he guess, I guess yeah. they would like by default, you know, you have to blame someone, but really like you, You've got no one to blame but yourself. But yeah. obviously you're going to project that onto like, yeah. you know, and if they were coming back the next day, I would be like, I'm going to f- beat the fucking shit yeah. out I think he just thing. didn't like, expect it. You know, the competitor in me. Yeah. Right? I think I just caught him off guard because he was like about my age, about my size, he was strong. And I think I just caught him off guard yeah. um, and got him in a bad position, got his back and yeah. But it's funny, like those, some of those sort of unspoken rules, like uh, someone, one of my students who's a blue belt was recently at a, a different gym just for training where the head instructor's like a brown belt and uh, he had the the brown – because he kind of after – before he told me this story, he was like, oh, man, is so-and-so like that good? Like what do you reckon? And I was like, oh, you know, Legit. neither here nor there, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and he was like, oh, because I was rolling with him and, you know, I had him in a fully locked up dust choke and – then, you know, I kind of looked around and all, all these students were watching and everything and I was just kind of like, you know, so I just kind of let it go. And then after the role, everyone, he was like, because I kind of didn't want to – and all these students were like, oh, that was close. That was a close role. And I was kind of like, yeah, super close, you know, and there's definitely that little bit of a – I don't know. I definitely roll different when I'm visiting a gym. You know, if I'm in someone else's gym – I don't know. I feel a bit bad if I'm smoking someone in, in nah, there. Nah, man, right? I'm Jojo Storm and fuck that. <laughs> Send the mad enforcer after me, boys. Fucking get your best lad. Come on, fuck yeah. this. Yeah. I'm not even good, man. I'm just talking a big game. Like, Send if I, the tactical team. Oh, like, yeah, I don't fuck mind, oath. If like, I walked into New Wave, I'd get fucking smoked, man. Yeah. Fu- their white belts would fucking tell No, like, me. I'll, I'd, I don't mind, like, putting smash on whoever like in if i'm visiting a gym but if it's the head instructor i'm a little bit more like don't embarrass me i don't want well even it's not even that like because i'm not you know this is just a a casual statement because yeah i'm not some world champion so yeah it's not like they don't have the chance or ability to smash me but at least i don't feel like that's the case in my local area Mm. so it's not that i really visit gyms because i'm too busy teaching all the time but Mm. if i were i'm a bit more you know well, it is different because you are wearing a black belt though. You know yeah. what I mean? So like someone walking in with a, you know, a blue belt or even a purple belt and you go in with their black belt, it's, you don't want to undermine them, I suppose. But yeah. I mean, at the same time, like I'm just going to do my own jujitsu. Yeah. I keep, I was just before we recorded, I was just talking to, to Lockie, Lachlan Giles and, you know, I haven't been down to his gym in Melbourne for man so long since like five, five, six years or something when I was still a brown belt. And, uh, you know, every time I speak to him, I'm like, man, I'll try to come down soon and visit <laughs> so we can train. Really, I think I'm just scared of his, like, blue belts beating me up. <laughs> so I don't care if Lockie beats me up. You know, I couldn't uh, care less. Some, somehow I don't see that. You know, I couldn't make, care if yeah. Lockie's black belts beat me up. You know, there's a very high-level competitive gym. Just make sure you go in a, on a gi day. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not even your fault, Adam. Your heels are just too fucking big, dude. Yeah. They're like beginner grips on a rock climbing wall. <laughs> <laughs> They're like fucking jugs, man. They, they stick out, like... 
half, half, like your heel is the size of half of my foot. If I point my toes to hide my heel, it does nothing. You're not hiding <laughs> shit, mate. There's still such you a- You can't man. play Wes Waller with your fucking heels, man. They're sticking out like a bloody- Sort of found they're huge. I'm, I'm like, it's, uh, you know, those Simpsons episodes where like Sideshow Bob like doesn't just wear clown shoes. He's actually got those big size Bro, clown that is feet. 100% you. <laughs> You're a big dude with big fucking yeah. heels. You and Eric, easiest fucking heels to grab. But um, but yeah, uh, you know, back to what you said, I think it definitely depends on your, you know, what purpose jiu-jitsu serves you. Because there's definitely people who, man, there's people who could be a black belt and doesn't phase them at all. If a if a white belt or a blue belt taps them, like they just love jujitsu and the you sport know. and all yeah. the interactions. And if you're that sort of person, then yeah, I agree with what you're saying. There's that instant kind of bond and mm. you know I'm very much like that, man. Like I mean I, I do have a competitive Is side. That but why all the white belts are tapping. Yeah. <laughs> It all Never happens. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I'm. I'm rolling. Uh, what, what is that? Flow rolling. Flow, right? flow, flow, flow rolling. Yeah. Well, oh, wait, wait. Trying, look, just, you know? just put your thumb here. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 yeah I saw quite a funny reel with that. That was, you know, just titled when a, you know, when a lower belt starts tapping you, and it was like a dude getting caught in a bow and arrow, and like the guy's like, oh yeah, now just so, and, and then like the, the guy attacking the bow and arrow doesn't stop, and the guy's like, no, no, wait, wait, wait I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Just starts panicking because he's about to get choked out. I mean, I, I hate I, that. I, fucking hate it. I think um, I, you know, like for, okay. So for example, during this trip, like my number one priority was do not get injured because yeah, I was going to be traveling for a year, right? Yeah. So yeah. When, when I was in Israel, the guys were like, "Man, we're going to comp on Saturday. You should come to a competition and compete." And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, uh, lad." And I, and I was fully. I was like, "Man, yeah, that'll be sick. How much of a how, how good a story would that be? Yeah. You know, I'll go back to Sydney and then be in the podcast, and then you yeah. <laughs> no." But I was like, "Man, that'll be great. You know, it'll be, be good fun." Be, but it was at the beginning, like right at the start of the trip. Like it was like yeah. week three of the trip. So I was like, "Okay, if something happens, I'm basically ruining a year long trip." So do mm. I, is it worth the risk for me based on, you know. Did you have like, insurance or anything, medical insurance? Over yeah, there? but I mean, I only have two knees and, you know, I, mean, yeah. I didn't want to break one. And, That's true. Yeah, you know I mean, like, so it was not so much about the insurance part, but like, you know, then I get hurt and then we're going to go to the snow after that. So it's like, oh, well, then you can't go snowboarding. And stuff, yeah. Right. So it, it does, you know, so like I will go to gyms and, you know, I didn't get tapped by like white belts and stuff, but like, man, I'll get to put in a, you know, really. <laughs> so you said. <laughs> you know. In I'm a, the story's <laughs> not checking out, Kieran. <laughs> I got put in a, you know, you know, in a bad situation where you know my neck would, be, my neck would be compromised. Not even from, you know, from a submission, but like just but too just, much weight yeah, on it. And I was yeah. like, hey, mate, no, let's start. We'll restart. You go on top, but I really don't want to get hurt. Yeah. Um. You know, you fast forward back to being here at the gym, and I've been, I've been back what six weeks, and I've been mm -hmm. injured twice. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, hasn't been. Adam, can you just talk on that for a bit? Why is the gym culture so dangerous? We've got a pretty severe bro culture in the gym. Mm. It's a boys club, I've heard. I've heard it's a boys no, club. No, bro culture. It's very tough. Bro, bro culture. Yeah, okay. you, you must use the word bro. Okay, sorry. What's up, bro? Bro, bro, okay. bro club. Um, What's the Well, let's, let's wind it back a bit. So the first injury was what? No, they were, okay, they were t both of them were my, my fault. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much what, uh, pretty much what I was getting at. Yeah, no, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I got injured by someone. I'm saying that I got injured because of how hard. Like, man, I came back from sort of training every now and again to just training to two, some days, three times a day, uh, just not going all out in every role, but you know, the body yeah. takes a toll and yeah, you're not in good physical shape because yeah. you've been, you know, just fooling around for a year. Then you, man, like I, like 
I think it was like the second week we did a wrestling class and then my neck got, you know. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The fucking, and then, the yeah. wrestling fucking yeah. collar ties on the neck. Exactly. Yeah. And then my knee, fucking I like wrestling. popped the, like not popped the ligament. but like I, I think I know the, the wrestling class, we both got neck injuries from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fucking really nuts. Chris, <laughs> Chris yeah, because I got Chris to take that for some, I can't remember, but I think I had Atlas or my son. I couldn't take, because usually I would teach that class. Yeah. And I think I, I couldn't make it for some reason. I was like, and then he went, you know, because Chris is Chris, <laughs> no, Chris is good. a Chris is a blue belt, so he's not like one of the instructors, but he does a lot yeah. a lot of wrestling. Yeah, he does. And a, you know, and even if he did minimal amount of wrestling, he still does more wrestling than oh, other well, people yeah. do in the gym. Yeah, so he has knowledge to share. So I was like, man, yeah. just. And I remember I said to him, I was like, oh man, just get them to do a, you know, do a couple of wrestling techniques, and then you guys can just roll. And I walked in with like. <laughs> five minutes remaining in the class and you guys are still just wrestling. Yeah. Like, I was like, well, I meant just, I didn't mean do a wrestling class. I meant yeah. just show a couple of wrestling techniques and then just roll. Like, it was good though. You know, it was good. Yeah, I, it's loved just, it. I loved yeah. it. I yeah. have to say like after that class, like, we had a chat and then we started doing like one-on-ones for like half an hour. I was like, mm. man, like, let's come to the gym a little bit earlier before class and mm. then you teach me some wrestling moves. Mm. I mean, that's probably my weakest point in my game at the, at the time, yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Stand up. And, uh, and man, like he's got some, he's got some moves. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah, I was I was like uh, digging through my archive and I put together a YouTube video of my first comp at Blue Belt. So for some reason I had- Just recently came out that video. It, it, it recently did yesterday from Tom recording. So you can check that out on kieranlefebvre.com. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But in, in all seriousness, I was looking at the footage and literally my game plan on the feet, this is in gee, was to bully my opponent just by reefing on them till they pull guard. <laughs> and it fucking worked, boys. It fucking worked. So who needs stand up? No one needs wrestling. Fucking just bully the fucking, fucking shake it. It, bro. Literally, I was like the first guy just grabbing him, just- Fucking reefing him, throwing him around. I did get a single leg takedown, so not that shit. Um, And the second guy did the same thing. I was doing, I don't even know what the fuck I was doing. It was so cringe. It's a year ago. Come a long way. Good stuff. Check it out. YouTube. (laughs) Link in the description. Follow me on Instagram. So would would there be, uh, if you could pick one or two general bits of advice for someone visiting gyms, what would you recommend? Uh, I don't know, man. Like there's, I would say, you know, go in with no expectations. Mm. I, I think, you know, just because if, you know, you come in thinking that, you know, it's going to be a world, you know, like an elite class and then it's not, you know, like you, you depending on what you're there for, like if you're there mm. on a holiday, just adapt. If you're going to go and move overseas and yeah, do, do a bit of research and find your gym. But like, yeah. you know, most of us, like when we're traveling, we're not going to go travel two hours to go to a gym in a city you go what's the closest one around here and what's the best out of those that are close and then you go there um i think i think just that man and like and just be mindful of of injuries really because if you're on a holiday you don't want to ruin the holiday because of one session that you did right like that's it's a bit silly in my opinion well depending on but if you're there to train just train then you know again different thing and just imagine kieran traveling and training and getting injured with something and he'd still be like, yeah, it was worth it. He'd be like, I got the tap. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, would actually, I would actually set the frame with the, with the people before rolling. Like, you know, you kind of, you have a bit of a chat before you start rolling. Oh, so what are you here for? So and so. And then yeah. I would say, be like, oh yeah, it was out till like, you know, 2am last night with some friends drinking. And then, you know, and then people kind of go, 
these guys are going to hold it. And then, you know, how you start rolling. Like, I wasn't going all out. I would just get my grips and then start playing. And they're like, oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah, you feel right. them out, yeah. You know, like some people did still go, you know, pretty hard. And I was like, cool, just turn it on. And then I think I puked after one of the classes. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I was just, man, I was just sort of shaving. Like, yeah, we'd been drinking the night before and all that. Um, but, yeah, man, I think uh, I think another thing is, like, you know, come in and do be upfront with the whole payment thing because I think mm. a lot of people assume they'll come in for a freebie and then get out. I think. What was the average drop-in cost? So you said you threw around, like, 15 euro, you threw around 20 euro? Probably around 20 euros for a drop-in. Fuck, but man. I think That's crazy. That's yeah, nearly 40 bucks. Yeah, yeah, man, it's a lot of money. Uh, but, I mean, most, most of the time when I set it up front, I feel like the coaches kind of went – it's all right, man. We can talk. We can talk about it after class, and then right. you know, after class, it's you know, like twenty years. Like, oh, I got, I got five, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. After class, it'd be like, yeah, yeah, man. Look, uh, you know, if they, if they like you as a person, yeah, I'm assuming yeah. that was the criteria. Yeah, they'd be like, nah, man. So good. We'll see you tomorrow or not. You, you just, <laughs> it's like that when you when you offer someone help. Hey, man, you need a hand, and they're like, yeah, and you're like, oh. It's <laughs> like oh, an empty shit. gesture. Uh, wasn't expecting you to say yes. No, like I, I would always bring you some cash and all that. And did yeah. did you did you contact the gyms beforehand, or oh, did you just rock yeah, up? Good question. Good one. Yeah. So oh, okay. So one of the things that happened in Portugal was that I didn't send them an email or something beforehand, and and I think that was part of what got the other guy angry. He's like, "Oh, you could have texted, or you could have called," and I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, could have, bro. I mean, I mean, <laughs> could have. But I'm yeah. here asking before. Like, you know, it's not like I rocked up to the mat, put on my gear and stepped in the mat, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, who wants to fucking fight? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, I just kind of went, hey, man, do you guys take visitors and all that? I would say, yeah, do text people. I think um, some people don't really mind it. Like, yeah. I had a bit of a mix back with that. Some people were like, oh, you know, like, uh, is the number on the, you know, like passive aggressive being like, oh, is the number on the website? And I'm like, yeah, there's a number on the website. They're like, oh, yeah, well, next time just please text. I mean, I guess some owners would probably like to be there when there's a visitor to avoid, mm. you know, issues or, yeah, yeah. you know, someone spazzing out and, and hurting people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, do text and ask and don't take for granted that you get stuff for free. I reckon that's, you know, the main things. And, mm. you know, that, that should get you pretty far. I had some pretty good experiences except for one place. And, and that's, Was that the place that didn't let you train or was there, oh, well, was that the No, the, 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 the other one, yeah, where they were like, oh, you're trying to not yeah, pay and all yeah, that. And yeah. I was like, I mean, and it wasn't a bad experience. It's just that I feel like it's just miscommunication and the, the uh, man, on his, on his defense, I think the owner was away and he was taking care of business. So yeah. like, again, it's like if you're away and I'm taking care of like, you know, like classes and stuff and someone comes in, I'll be like, well, man, I, I'm responsible for, you know, if someone comes in and there's yeah, money totally. missing from, you know, yeah, quote yeah, unquote yeah. the till, like, you know, you're making my life a little bit harder right now. But, you know, I think it was, it wasn't anything personal. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Did you ever have anyone like try and mat and force you? Like fucking come at you? Um, you I get had, that vibe? Yeah. There was another guy in a gym in Spain where he was kind of like the sort of golden boy. Like he goes to every competition and like travels, you know, for hours to go, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kieran, Kieran, Kieran's smiling. He's like, oh, you're talking about me? Talking about Spanish version of me. Golden boy. Uh, I wonder what that's like. He, <laughs> and he was very good and technical. Um, and, you know, he 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 was like tapping around out and out. He, mind you, he was a blue belt, like a good one, but, mm. you know, he was a blue belt, so he was making silly mistakes. And, you know, like I went in and I was just sort of having a good time, having fun, and then, you know, he kind of turned it up and I was just like, whatever, man, I'll let you take my back and get out and I'll let you mm. put me a mount and get out and then I'll put you a mount. And I was just like- So it can't be that good if you get now. Let's. 
<laughs> and I was just like, you know, it was sort of like, sort of like, and then at some point he kind of realized that I was not trying to beat him up. Yeah. And he kind of stopped trying to, not that he could have beat me up, but you know, like the whole team was like at some point, like watching the role. Yeah. It was like course. after class. And, yeah. You know, everyone's like, oh, you know, take his, take his back, take his heel. And I, and I was like, yeah, whatever, mate. Uh, <laughs> but you know that was that was probably the only time for the rest of it was you know i yeah that, that's it i think that was the only time yeah that's good i do have to say though that gym uh if you that was in in madrid it was a checkmate gym uh absolute legends man like everyone's so open so friendly the coach really high level super friendly guy um i even wanted to do a private with him but then i ran out of time i couldn't right. do it um and funny with that one, like I went in and people were like, uh, so where are you from? And they like kept speaking to me in English. And I was like, I, what? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking to me in English, mate? Like what's going on? And they're like, oh, we thought you like Danish or something. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, what are you What's going on here? Like, Sick you tan. Know? They're like, yeah, you have a bit of an accent. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah, so good. Pretty funny, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, so even well, if you're not looking for a gym to visit while traveling, sounds like that gym you could you just need some friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're here to train. No, just you're lonely. Just you're need in Madrid. Some friends. I've heard you guys are really nice. <laughs> uh, Spring lunch. Uh, fuck me. That's funny. Um, this is completely unrelated to what we're talking about, but it's That's in, not like you. No, yeah. <laughs> but it's in my mind, so I've got I want to ask for clarification. Mm. Just when Julia, your fiance, came up or oh. like before. Not came up like here. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> when, she, when she when she was mentioned. So we did last episode the like healthy Ah, uh, healthy snacks, yeah. Healthy snacks. And then uh there was a miscommunication as to my ranking, uh, you sent me the screenshot. Yes. And and was that clarified or does Julia still think I'm an asshole? No, I, I, <laughs> I dug you out of that. So basically, um, in if you didn't listen to the episode, we had five treats and we ranked them in our order of preference from one to five. And I sent a message to Julia and I was like, you know, oh, you know, Adam ranked your, um, your treat two out of five. But didn't like clarify it, like that it was the second best trick. The second best oh, okay. out of five. So it was ranked number two. So it oh, came in second. Right. And she read that as it's two out of five stars yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's just, just like, like, fuck that guy. Yeah, he's an she's asshole. Like, fucking asshole. <laughs> he's not fucking, you can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, just whoa. the screenshot Kieran sent me. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I thought Julia liked me. Now she thinks I'm an asshole. No, that's funny. <laughs> I did. I did clarify that. No, no, no. It's. Two, you came second. You came in second. Two out of five. Was she all right with that? Yeah, I didn't tell her. I ranked up like third or fourth though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, babe, they're all right, so, but fuck, you can do better. Not your best yeah. work. <laughs> so how's this, Andre? So we met. So these were the treats, right? So there was essentially three different types of protein balls, which you can imagine are combinations of like oats, peanut butter, chocolate chips, yeah. protein powder, and that. Mm. There was these like. Uh, like overnight oats that were like chocolatey proteiny. And then like the lamest snack of all, which was just a wrap, you know, like wrap bread with peanut butter and honey. Yeah, like that a burrito. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> it's what we call it. A fucking burrito. It's what we call it in Mexico. I mean, Venezuela, whatever. Oh, Mexican, yeah, whatever yeah, you call it. Sort of. A tortilla. A tortilla. A tortilla. A tortilla. A tortilla. Right? With just peanut butter and honey. That was what Kieran ranked as number one. Can't knock it, bro. What? I was like, I was like, you got like chocolatey, fucking 
nah, man. peanut butter thing. You've essentially got like Treats. protein Reese's pieces here, and he's like, nah, bro. Yeah. He's like wrap bread with you know peanut butter and honey. I think they call that the Gringo Burritos. The Gringo, <laughs> fucking they call me Gringo because that shit was lit. <laughs> it's fucking fire, man. And I stand by my rating. I stand by it <laughs> adamantly. I, I dream about that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that good. Oh good my god, yeah, yeah, yeah what's good? Um, I had something else, but yeah, uh, no, I did. Yeah, so the other question so we coming towards the end of the episode but so we didn't really talk about this at all but you're very very savvy at, at business you've run your own uh businesses and um you know investing and all, all sorts of things you had a, a restaurant and you know so you're very knowledgeable savvy you do business consulting for other businesses how do you find the because there's a bit of a disconnect right with jiu-jitsu gyms and the culture of jiu-jitsu and the camaraderie that comes with jiu-jitsu. But then at the end of the day, it, it is a business, right? You know, the the jiu-jitsu, the gym owner has bills to pay. They've got rent to, you know. So there can be a bit of a disconnect between it being like, hey, man, this is more than a business transaction because there's so much rapport built. Mm. But it also is still a business. Still and business. you definitely have gyms that, go really far, you know, to one way where it's super strict business-wise and it can be like, you know, i not mentioning any names, but I – well, I'll give you an example. So I'm definitely way more chill with running the business. I like – I think that's something we offer that is different. It's actually a, a decision of mine, not just a being shit at running the business. So, for example, if someone <coughs> – if someone broke their leg, right, you know, whether it happened in class or not, I'm pretty much just going to be like, oh, fuck, man, like I'm just going to pause your membership. I'm not going to hit you with that whole cancellation fee and all this sort of stuff like, yeah, you yeah. know, you broke your leg, that's horrible, you got bigger problems than, you know, the last thing I want to do is add another problem that you have to pay some membership. Mm. Whereas I know of another gym where this person – broke their legs so not in jiu-jitsu but broke their legs so severely that they were it was literally day by day not sure if it was going to have to be amputated right like oh my so god severe injury was it like, like a car the, crash or something or yes yeah, so like i mean yeah, I don't. He'll look. Fuck it. Savage. And yeah, you know, and he's still getting hit with the like the gym wouldn't do any. Oh no, in your contract, it's this, and it wasn't even like it's a massive gym. So you're just dealing with a receptionist who's just doing their job. It was still a gym where you're dealing with the gym owner the gym owner slash head instructor and they're still doing that. And so anyway, there's gyms that go that way. You know, there's gyms that are a bit more casual. Your opinion as someone who has taught jujitsu classes, has owned multiple businesses, who is a brown belt. So you're very aware of the culture of gyms. You've visited 12 different gyms. So you've been exposed to mass jujitsu culture. I mean, what do you feel about what, what, what could you talk about that sort of disconnect between the business and the culture of jujitsu? Man, I think I think that happens a lot in uh, any kind of business 
from the get go, right? Like it's it's you have business owners who are business owners, and then you have you know jujitsu coaches that just want to have a gym and have a good time, right? So there's nothing wrong with either. Or it's just that it's the f- the the attitude that you that you show to your your students or customers, whatever you want to call them, um, will set the frame for the whole interaction. So, I mean, there has to be rules. And for example, you know, this guy who broke his leg, man, it sucks. Yes, he broke his leg. That's, you know, it's, it's really terrible. But, you know, it, it would be nice. Like, it's a nice to have if the coach goes, you know what, man, I'm going to pass your membership because you have a lot of trouble. But he did sign a contract, right? So, yeah. I mean, it, it sounds mm-hmm. really... And it's one of those, right? Wait, man, like, you, look, you did sign a contract, but it, it then is up to the coach to say, look, I'm going to be a nice guy and I'm doing this out of goodwill and I'll stop your membership. But he doesn't really have to do it, right? No, he doesn't have to, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it seems as like, man, that's actually, it's pre- I mean, I would, I would personally, I would just like stop the payments because I'm like, man, you're going to lose your leg. You know what I mean? That's terrible. But, you know, when you look at it from an objective point of view with no emotion at it, you go, oh, look, you signed a, piece of paper and, and and sadly enough like i've been what are you chuckling oh, I, was just, <laughs> I was just thinking in my mind surely he should get a discount if he rocks up with one leg can i have 25 percent off 20 off at least 25 percent of my body so oh fuck me <laughs> so so man like i mean i've been on the i've been on both ends of that right where i've, where I've signed contracts that end up being you know a bad deal and i have not once been let off the hook i have not and mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this is terrible. And this person's one, but you know, like as you, as I grown up into, you know, the person I am today, I go, well, man, I, I look back and I was angry, and I was like, man, you could help me, but it's like, well, it's not their problem, really. It's my problem, so you know, I have to deal with it in some way. Does that talk about the quality of of of, of you know, as a human being of that person? Well, that's questionable. I think so. So what you know. what what advice would you give to, you know, the uh, a jiu-jitsu gym owner who is maybe struggling with walking this line of, fuck, man, I've got a business to run, but I also don't want to compromise, you know, yeah, the, the whole, yeah, my relationships the and culture. the whole, yeah. the, the culture of, you know, man, I do because because th- one thing I always say, uh, I've said so, so many times is, yes, I understand there's rapport and all those things, but it is a business transaction. Yeah. But I say that in terms of that the responsibility is on the gym owner. So because this culture of, you know, uh, gyms yeah, owning yeah. their students oh, and no, you yeah. can't go train somewhere else. Or like getting your students to clean the mats and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. bullshit. It's like, man, no, it's the opposite. You owe your students. Yeah. Because I don't know, I've never ever trained at a gym where you don't pay in advance. You know, so you pay in advance. So it's actually, I actually owe you. I'm the gym owner. You've already paid me. And I now owe you like the service of teaching you jujitsu or providing you somewhere to train or whatever, whatever it is. Um, So yes, it is a business transaction. So I say that in terms of uh, it's my responsibility (laughs) to offer a good service and a good product. And if I don't, they're welcome to go somewhere else. If I had a restaurant and my food was shit, you know, they're free to go eat somewhere else. Uh, yeah. But obviously I then also value uh, the the positive culture that comes with, with our gym and the, the way that, I don't know, just the little things, right, of 
can- of cancelling someone's membership if they break a leg, giving them twenty percent off if they lose a leg. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all, all these. I, I agree. Look, I think. So I think yeah, advice for someone who's maybe ha- having it. A hard time walking that line. And man, believe it or not, this is something that I believe happens in any kind of business, whether you're with your customers or with your team, with your staff, right? Yeah. I think preempting the rules of the game mm-hmm. on the first week or day or whatever, like having a clear onboarding process and saying, look, this is what we do. This is how we do it. These are the rules. If this happens, then this happens. And if, you know, X, X means Y, et cetera, et cetera. And then people know what to expect. And then... That you know that sets the frame for the for the for the interaction, and then if you want to go one step ahead, which is I think what particularly with you, Adam, separates you from a lot of gyms that I've trained at, is that you're there for us on and off the mats. Like you, you know, you're you're a good dude. Like it's good to hang out with you. It's fun. Yeah, which reminds me, people um, stop calling me. My students <laughs> call me. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> and you know, you 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 can then go and say, look. Yeah, you, not even remind them, but you can just be like, they know that they've signed something that says, look, if you break a leg, I don't have to stop your membership. But then you can send a message, say, hey, mate, look, I know you're going through a lot of trouble. I'm going to do this for you. And and I think that clears up all the 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 wrong expect, you know, it sets the right expectation. Because yeah, it's yeah. about expect- setting expectations, right? I had a lot yeah. of issues with um, the staff I had at the, at the restaurant. Because, you know, at first when we started, you know, we're all mates and all that and then, mm. You know, there was a lot of sort of gray areas. And then not until we had everything on paper and then said, look, this is what's going to be. You need to sign that. Here's your onboarding process. This is how we do things. This is what's expected um, from you. This is what you can expect from me. Yeah. And it's unfair right. to them if you don't do that. Yeah, exactly. Because then you're sort of, you're going, you know, like I've been, I've been, I've trained at gyms where, you know, it's like, yeah, we're all mates, we're all family and so and so. And then, you know, when you need something, it's not their problem, but when they need something, you have to be there. So yeah, that's like, the thing. Oh. That's the thing I hate as well, right? Like, uh, so I, I feel that that I do really do and try to have that whole, you know, I'll be there for you outside of this business agreement, but like you're also there for me. And a lot of gyms preach that, but yeah, then they're not there for you. So yeah. hang on, I'll give you. So for example. This uh, this is what makes this story the the broken leg story even worse in my opinion because during lockdowns in Australia there were pretty much three different approaches that gyms took right there was the the approach that me and I don't know of any other gyms around this area who took this approach that was we completely changed our business model. We essentially said, look guys, we're now, and because this was, remember back when we're closed, you're not allowed to have any contact to anything. We were like, we've, we've essentially changed our business model to we're now an online gym, right? And uh, we, we're doing Zoom classes as well as sending technique videos through WhatsApp. And then when that turned into being able to work out outdoors, we did Uh, circuit training Mm -hmm. at the park and whatever and we essentially said to our members if you would like to to continue paying your membership awesome appreciated no obligation if you'd like to help a little bit but you know you can pay half price you know if you if you can't afford because lots of people lost their jobs too it's like if you can't afford to pay anything you're, you don't have to pay anything. You're still part of the team, right? And you still can do all the online classes and everything. And, you know, once the gym reopens, you can come back and train for free until you get another job. And it was, you know, that's what we did, right? 
Other gyms took an approach where they did, okay, so let's say lockdown lasts for three months. For that three months, we're going to charge you 50% membership rate. And then for the three months after opening, we'll charge you 50% membership rate. So we can have like still a stream of income. That makes sense. That balances out. Which was a good option. But then there were plenty of gyms who just went, you know, radio silence and just kept charging their students full full membership and did nothing about it, offered no service mm. and, you know, nothing in exchange for that money, didn't even talk about it. Yep, and didn't even post on Instagram, literally yeah, went nothing. on a holiday. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. this this broken leg one, this person was at a gym <laughs> that did the 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 ladder, right? Did the radio silence treatment so this person was there for their gym during lockdown continued to pay a full membership during lockdown supported them when they needed help but all of a sudden when they've broken their leg and are potentially going to have it amputated and they're still oh no well you can't pause or cancel your membership like you know like that's fucking bullshit so i think i really try to do that i'm there for you outside of it you know i remember i did multiple uh, this person who broke their leg doesn't even train at my gym. And when they finally got out of hospital, I delivered them like a pre-made meal box of food and stuff because they couldn't couldn't get up, couldn't cook, was in a wheelchair. And, you know, I remember, uh, you know, trying to deliver food to students who were having to isolate with COVID and all this sort of stuff. So I try to be there for them. And, you know, if they're there for me, that's cool too. But yeah, a lot of gyms preach that. And then when you do need help from your gym and it, they, they've, they, nah, like then it's just, hey, business hey, this is, is business. a business, yeah, yeah, bro. This yeah, ain't yeah. a charity, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And it's, I've yeah. heard that so many times. And it's yeah, even exactly. worse when you've already done something for your gym, <laughs> mm. you know, like, I mean, like if you've already supported them during lockdown or whatever, and then you need a little bit of help. I'm not saying as in asking for handouts, but something kind of like, yeah. like that. And they're like, no. Nah. I, I, I do get what Andres is saying in terms of establishing the, the rules, right? Establishing like how we're going to operate the guidelines. And, and this is the left and right of arc, if you will. These, these are the bright lines. And it is in a lot of businesses, even in my business, being a freelance videographer, like in the early days, I didn't have contracts and like really strict contracts and scope of work agreements. And people take the fucking piss. Yeah. People take the piss and they take advantage of you just because like you don't have, if it's not written, the what you think is the unspoken agreement and what they think is the unspoken agreement, two different fucking things. Completely, so you yeah. you will always get yourself taken advantage of and people will always try and get as much value as they can out of you for free yeah. without written contracts. It's different. Well, it's not different, but it's there's a different flavor on it when it is a relationship like student and coach though, because you're right. It's, it's so much more than like a transaction, but it's kind of, it's difficult to walk that line between on one hand, you're a business, this is a transaction, this is the expectations so that people can't take the piss and take advantage of you. And on the other hand, we're still a community. I'm still here for you and everything like that. And I think that you walk that line very, very well. And I think you've, uh, you know, you do it really well. If, if anything, you could probably lean more toward, you know, demanding a bit more from your <laughs> students in terms of the business side. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> if, if anything, but I mean, if you were going to have to lean one way, you, you could argue in this business, it, it might be better to lean um, toward the community because in the long run, that will will, will tend better toward growth. Yeah. I, I mean, know. at least yeah. for me, that's what's more important, you know? Exactly. Like sometimes people, 
yeah, obviously there's things business-wise I could do better. Like I don't have a degree in business or whatever. Overrated, uh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there's obviously business-wise things I could do better, but there's also sometimes I'll have people try to give me advice about the business to not just make the business more successful or whatever, but to to make more money, but almost in a – not in a immoral way, not like ripping people off or scamming people, but in a way that is just kind of – you know, counter to the culture of the gym, Yeah, you know, mm. and, um, you know, and that just leaves me going, but like, I, I get it. There's things that could be done better, but I didn't get into jujitsu and owning a gym just to make money. I get that money needs to be made because I've got bills to pay, but if I, I chose the wrong business if I wanted to get rich, right? You know, like I would have gone into finance or or something. It's money know? to be made everywhere. Yeah, you know, and I like that. I like that. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> that's that's a quote from Andreas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, like, yeah, um, I don't know. I'm just not not into that but, that side of it. You know, like I think uh, I think, man, like uh, in business, like in jujitsu, like in everything else, right? Like it's a learning curve, so. You know, firstly, I'd say you will like things will change as time goes by, right? Like you know, you might find find yourself in a in at a point where you know you have three instructors working for you full time, and then you're sort of not there anymore. And then how do you make sure that the culture mm. stays like you wanted it to be, right? Like how do you how do you find the glue that that helps you know all the different sort of ideas stick together? Um, and because, you know, you might say, oh, I'm going to go on a holiday for a month or two months and then my guys are running the gym. And you trust them, right? Because, you know, otherwise you wouldn't have them there. But then the fact that you trust them doesn't mean that they think the same as you do, of although course. they might be yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah. And they don't they don't leave inside of your head, right? So, you know, there will be moments when, you know, something happens and then they go, oh, no. Well, a good example would be probably this guy in Lisbon, right? Um, you know, the, the one I was talking before, like in Portugal where, uh, you know, he kind of got angry. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. It's yep. like, well, maybe maybe they didn't, like maybe, well, maybe they did have very strict rules around that and he was just sort of following on that and he took it to heart, you know what I mean? But then there was not a little line saying like, but, you know, just. Your discretion, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you like an analogy? You know I mean? like, for, would you like me to use an analogy? Please do, please do, yeah. So, uh, yeah, because I agree with that, obviously. And that's why I don't, have any harsh feelings towards gyms or whatever that big gyms that have these really strict contracts and they don't budge or whatever. Cause when it's like, yeah, if, if you've got multiple gyms that you own and you're dealing with receptionists and whatever, like obviously you have to put the line somewhere. So that's kind of part of the growth of a business. But for me, if I'm not there and I've got let's say a few gyms or not even a few gyms, just the one gym and a, a few instructors and whatever. The approach that I like to have and that I think is crucial to the culture of jujitsu is if it's a restaurant, I don't want to be there where I'm like, okay, uh, so I'm not there now. Our restaurant is a fucking is a subway yeah. and now Kieran's in charge because I'm away. You got to fucking like, this is the recipe, bro. You can't stray from this at all. Like it's got to be exactly the same, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not what I think people and people who teach jujitsu enjoy about it. I more want to be like, okay, uh, I'm away or this is my restaurant, but you're the head chef. Yeah. So yeah, you need to stay within the guidelines of it's an Italian restaurant 
but you get to write the menu. Like you're the head chef. You get to put your own, you know, and yeah. I think that's a perfect analogy because chefs, they, they do do that, right? Like yeah. there's a, chefs, the head chefs, they put their own <laughs> twist on it. They don't even have to be the owner yeah. of If you're a head chef of a restaurant, like a, not a chain, like a head chef of a restaurant, you don't have to own the restaurant. And it's not like the owner often tells you exactly what to cook yeah. and the recipe, like, Chefs put their own spin on stuff within the framework of, hey, it's an Italian restaurant. You yeah, can't yeah. fucking... There, there has to be this, there's something to be said about consistency there, which is, I think, what, what, you're, trying to, um, what you're trying to portray. Like, it's, it, there has to be a certain level of consistency, but there's sort of areas where you can you have a bit of a... Yeah, there's, yeah exactly. Right? There's got to be the consistency and yeah. room for expression. Yeah, you know? um, I think, look, a really good example is actually one of our students was in a particular academy in a particular country where, you know, they turned up to class and they there was, there was only them, like her and the instructor. And uh, the, she told me something happened, like, you know, the, the, the instructor who was not the owner at the gym uh, went... Oh look, yeah, I'm you know I'm not I'm feeling a bit sore today, so I'm not gonna do you know like we'll do technique and we're not gonna do anything else. So you can just reel by yourself and just sat on his phone. Yeah, and I know it's this like, exact yeah, story. And it's like, and mate, yeah. like you're getting paid. Yeah, wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. What? So they rocked up. They're the only student that rocked up. Yeah, and the instructor's like, I can be fucked. There's only one of you. What Basically, are you gonna do yeah, about it? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Opposed so, to what you should do, which is essentially teach a free private. Yep. Yeah. Well, but it, you Which know, sucks, but that's how... Them's the breaks. Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, like, um, I wonder if, if that is a lack of, again, you know, setting the expectations. Because it, at some point, you're not only setting the expectation for your students or costumers, but also for your team, right? Yeah. In this case, I believe there was clearly a lot of... There was not an, a clear expectation. And by clear, I mean, you know, here's a video you need to watch. Here's something you need to write. Here's like a checklist of things that you need mm. to understand. Because I can tell you, hey, mate, just be nice to the students. What does that mean? What does that yeah. mean? What's nice? Like, yeah, we're nice yeah. in what way, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's you, you know, removing um, that sort of vagueness from from the expectation side of things, I believe is key to succeeding in anything that involves communication. Um, I think, you know, just, again, checklist, a video, a document or something, so that no people know when they're right to complain about something and when they're not, because then they just refer back to the thing and you go, oh, well, no, yeah, that was written there. And, you know, there's still room for argument because you can have a chat and be like, well, you know, let's work something out. You know, you being a nice guy, you can go, hey, well, you're going through a tough financial situation. Let's see what we can work out. You know, mm -hmm. just going to be like, no, nah, you're stuck with me forever because, you know, it's not you. Um, but again, you know, if anything, that makes you look even better because you're going, well, I'm going outside of the scope of what we signed and what yeah. we agreed, and I'm being the nice guy, which you always are anyways, <laughs> but this is like, you got the proof of, you know. But it's funny, right? Because when you're in the earlier days of owning the business, you're so much easier to be bent over, Oh yeah. right? Yeah. Like, cause when you're first, you know, you're almost like, you know what, bro, I'll pay you to train here. Like, yeah. you, you know, yeah. like you're so much more willing to, man. And yeah. I still get, man, I still get, people like so so for the kids you can do this for the adults as well but for the kids we sell a lot of like 10 passes right yeah. and uh and so how it is you guys probably don't know this but i'll um give you a, a quick summary when you enroll kids in like activities at least here in australia or at least in sydney a lot of the time they're enrolled for the term right so let's say my son's swimming lessons, you enroll him for the term. The school term. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, they yeah they more or less function with the school terms, but right. anyway, it's essentially a, a ten week period, right? And so he goes every Friday for ten weeks. Okay, and you pay the money up front, whatever it is. And, you know, if you miss a week because he's sick, like tough luck, like you lose that class, you know, he goes those 10. We sell, I try to go above and beyond. We sell a 10 pass, but it's way more flexible, right? So we go, okay, that 10-week term, it's actually like a three-month block, right? So it's more, it's 12 weeks or a bit more, right? More like 13 weeks. And you can use those 10 classes however you want within that three months. You could come three days one week, not the next, right? We're super flexible. So it's not like if you miss one Friday, you lost that class, super flexible. And then it says it's valid for three months, non-refundable, non-transferable, you know, it's cheaper than paying individual classes. That's why you're buying the 10 in one go, Things that I think are pretty self-explanatory, but it's all in the it's all in the the Contract T's and C's yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah. right? Yet I'll still have parents like email me saying that they bought a ten pass, they used seven of the classes, so there's three left. The ten pass expired like eighteen months ago, <laughs> and they're wanting a refund for the three classes that weren't used. It's like so. It's like, no, man, like imagine buying a pizza, eating seven of the slices and asking for a <laughs> refund on the eighth one. I was full, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, it's like, no, like, um, you know, and it's, and you know, sometimes that's an extreme example that yeah, I yeah. have had those, you know, there's sometimes where I just, I just think it's good for business where sometimes people, oh, you know, my son only used two of the classes and he doesn't want to do it anymore, you know, yeah. and I'll work out the difference and refund them the eight yeah. classes. You know, I do that sometimes because it's just, for me, it's just good business and I can yeah. do it, right? Opposed to just saying, hey, you signed here, tough shit, you know, yeah. because there's also a lot to be said for word of mouth, especially in a community sort of business that I'm in. But yeah, man, sometimes you get people really, that you know, it boggles my mind. I can't believe you even have the balls to ask for this refund. Like mm. it doesn't even make sense to me. Here's a, here's a, here's a thought as well. So uh, a lot of these issues always come from, because, you know, no one really wants to read the TNCs, right? Like they're there, but no one, you know, no like one ever no one reads, reads it. So like uh, there will be things that will come up as frequent as FAQs. And, uh, you know, having like a little link on the email where you send in the 10 pass or whatever, you know, it's a way to link to a nicely looking, you know, page that says, you know, FAQs. What happens if so and so and so? Because then it's not like they're reading a contract. It's like, oh, if you have a question, refer to this and then give me a call. Mm. And if everything's there, most people will be like, oh yeah, cool. Because I had, I had, for example, a, I booked a kite surfing lesson in the UK when I was traveling, right? And, um, and then this guy sends me an invoice and he goes, you know, he puts a couple of things out and then it's like, he says, please read the TNCs and I had to pay in advance. Uh, and then, you know, happens to be that that one week, that whole one week that I was there for, there was no wind. Like the one week of the year where there was no wind. And then I texted the guy and I was like, hey, mate, can I get a refund for that? Because, you know, it's, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, because I was like, I'm going to go back to Sydney. Like, I'm not really from here. And he goes, oh, did you read the TNCs? And I'm like, what TNCs? And then he goes, on the invoice, it says read the TNCs. But man, read the TNCs was like in tiny little, yeah. you know, like font. Because he eight, obviously you know. doesn't want you to read them. Yeah. So in the, yeah. in the so it's like, well, if you were sending me TNCs, and you don't want me to read them, it's not like you're ripping me off because it is it's my responsibility business. to go and check yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, well, if you really want me to read them, you have a no refund policy, mm. just put it up front, just no refunds. And then more information, 
click yeah, here yeah. and then there's a page because even to find because then i went i was like okay maybe maybe he did and i was like let's take responsibility for this and have a look mm. man for me to find the tncs i spent like 15 minutes clicking through different links and things so it's not like he was right in my face where i was mm. like if he'd been like that i'll read it and be like yeah, okay, that's my fault, man. I should have read it. But, yeah. you know, it's like click through here and then find this thing and then there's this, like, obscure page on the website where no one goes to. So I think that, you know, that solves a lot of... Um, and again, it's just setting the expectation, right? Um, I, I think, yeah, you know, again, expectations. Because... Like because bit. I'll, I'll just write, refer to common sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Just, I mean, I think the, I give people the benefit of the doubt that they have common sense, but the, yeah, but, like, the, but that's the thing. Like the in, in business, there's no such thing. I and I learned that the hard way as well, man. Like, I, I I do think that common sense is not selling drugs from your business, and that's what one of my previous business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, seriously, yeah, that's fucked. I had to get rid of him because you're selling drugs, and and yeah, uh, like actually, I remember you. Um, so I asked you to, like, when we left Alliance and. Uh, which was not that long ago, but in preparation had been working on the new website for Vantage. And I remember I'd sent you multiple iterations of the website just mm. for you to have a look over and tell me what you think. And I remember there was one bit on the contact us page that was, you know, if it was something like, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was like 98% clear with this 2%, 1% of ambiguity in, in the way the phrase was worded or something. Like there was the tiniest little bit of like, oh, I could see how someone having a stroke might misinterpret that, <laughs> you know? But Andres was like, man, you can't underestimate how stupid, like not, not in a rude way, but you can't underestimate how stupid people are. Yeah. Like, man, like people will, you'll be surprised that people will read that, call you and ask, blah, 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 blah. And you'll yeah. be like, what? Like, how? you know, he's like, it's it, just change it to this. And yeah. I was like, yeah, all right. You know, you're not wrong. Be like, super fucking clear. Yeah, yeah. like some. Uh, that's the thing, right? Like it's, 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 um, it's exactly that. Like you think the common sense, but then you know what's common sense to you might not be to someone else. And then yeah. also you got to give people the, you know, the, some, most people when they read something, they're not really going to go through it. You know what? Like what? But they kind of, yeah, like just kind of skim oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've seen this before, whatever. Um, so you, you gotta, you gotta make sure that on your end, everything is set up so that when that conversation happens and they go to you and say, Hey, what's going on here and here and here. And you go, man, it's very clearly stated front and center that you need to click here and read this. Mm. Yeah. And if you haven't done so, that is your fault yeah. because then they can go back to you and say, Oh, but you know, the TNCs were hiding or this was happening or not. It's like, well, no, they were front and center. You just didn't read them. And then, you know, I, I can't go there and explain it to you word by word because I got all the stuff mm. to do, right? So, did you call out the kite surfing guy about his T's and C's being hidden? Or are you uh, like, fuck it, don't worry no, about it? No, yeah, yeah. I called him out. I was like, look, man, like, I understand that happens. And he's like, oh, you can come back at another time. And I was like, I live in Sydney. Yeah. Like, uh, it's not like I can just fly to the UK and yeah. do a lesson for a day. And he goes, oh, well. And then he just fully ignored me for like <laughs> three days. And then I was like, look, man, it would be nice if, if you can just maybe give me a voucher and then I can use it on your shop, on your like online store and buy mm. a jacket or something, right? Yeah. Just, just get some value for it. It was, it was like 100 and, 150 pounds. Wow, that's so a lot. It's a fair yeah. bit of money, right? Yeah. So I was like, man, this is, you know, it's, it's a, you know I don't want to just let that go to waste. And he just wouldn't reply to me. So mm. I went on his website on uh, Google reviews and I was like, look, man, like this happened. You can actually see the review. And I put a picture of the thing, mm. the invoice, and I was like, there's nothing here. Like you, you're basically telling me that the TNCs, but there's no link to anything in here. I couldn't find them. 
And then he he replied back to me after that. He's like, oh, hey, mate, sorry. Yeah, you might have got the wrong template for the invoice and so on and so on. I'm like, look, yeah, whatever. But you ignored me for three days. Yeah, and he's like, he's yeah. like, oh, we'll, we'll just give you your money in a voucher and you can use it on. I was like, I don't want you my money back. It's yeah. fine. Like, you, whatever. Yeah, I want yeah. the business you ever again. Too late. I don't care. You, you've asked it. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh, so you're only replying to me because I left you a bad review. Yeah. 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 I was like, doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, you know, just, just making sure that you take all the relevant steps to make sure that all information that they might need is front and center so that when the conversation happens, you have something to refer to because yeah, that's yeah. key, right? Referring it's like, man, like we, I showed you these and whether you read it or not, well, that's, you know, yeah. I can't, I can't read it for you. Yeah. Mm. No refunds. No refunds. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's wrap that up from, uh. What'd we say from school shootings to racism to dumping on the intelligence of humanity? It's been a, <laughs> it's been, it's been a good episode. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was cool. I mean, we could, uh, I mean, it's a shame that we actually left it right to, towards the end to, to even mention how business savvy Andres is. We oh, could yeah. do a whole episode just talking about, you know, you know starting a small business right and yeah. i mean obviously right, in yeah. in the context of our podcast would be starting a, a jiu-jitsu gym for most people but yeah. maybe not maybe there's people listening who want to start a jiu-jitsu um, business in general yeah like, like, like maybe horses. there's someone yeah. who wants to start an apparel thing for jiu-jitsu yeah. or start oh, man, a we don't need brand. another one of those <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> send, uh, send your questions i reckon they should send you send the questions to you guys and yeah, yeah yeah if we got enough questions and enough interest then we can do another one and just like focus it on on that yeah like so yeah and if you have a question, you can go straight to our Instagram, <laughs> link in our bio, submit questions to show. Yeah. And but yeah, legit guys, like Andres has done a lot of, you know, consulting for me mm. with the gym and website stuff. He's done yep. consulting for Kieran as yep. well. So check out yeah. growby30.com. Yeah, that's my uh, consulting page. And uh, I, I'll give you guys a bit of a tip. Growby30.30 or 30? No, no, 30, 30 the word. Like the word, yeah. Growby30. Um, uh, I'll give you a bit of a teaser of what could come up in the next episode if we did about business. Anything from going uh, going from uh, having my business partner selling drugs at the business, me firing him, and then him suing me for bullying <laughs> <laughs> after he was selling drugs at the business. That's hectic. Uh, him winning, me calling the Venezuelan oh, cartel. No, no, he won. So he, he, won. he won. Yeah, yeah, what? he won. I don't want to give out too much. So he won and then he he's such a moron. You're a moron, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't hate you, good. Uh, no, you're no good, but whatever. Uh, so, man, like, he literally, like, at some point, and I'm pretty sure that if he's listening to this, he's going to, He's going to want to kill himself because like he sent out an email to us because he said he was like, he had uh, mental health issues because I called him an idiot when I fired him. Uh, he sent out an email from his new business email address to us with the lawsuit. So he had mental health issues, meaning he couldn't work for however many years oh, and we had to pay idiot. him out. We had to pay like 90% of his salary for how many years. And he sent it out from his like contact at uh, somethingcacao.com and we just went onto ASIC and and downloaded the you know the registry documents for the business yep. and we, like, we went to a lawyer. We're like, uh, hey man, so this guy, yeah, he, he, he claims he can't work he, from he can't mental work, health, but he's he's a, he's the owner, uh, sole owner, director, and secretary for his own company, registered as so and so and so. I'm pretty sure he didn't even know that you could download those documents. Yeah, and then they had to go to court, and he ended up settling for like. Been like a few hundred bucks when he was trying to get like twenty grand or something. Wow. Like it's fucking hilarious. like when I, every time I tell a story, people go like, "Yeah, you had to get rid of that guy." Like, yeah. Wow! <laughs> Holy so shit! So we can go in, like you know into detail of you know 
all the stuff that happened in between, how I could have avoided that. Because I, I, I made a promise to myself I was never going to let that happen again because mm-hmm. I do have a lot of fault and responsibility. We, we've spoken a lot about that off air yeah. and it's fucking good shit. Yeah. It's really so, good. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like I think the same, you know, like you will have similar problems in the terms in terms of the, the structure of the problem in mm. any kind of business. You know, people mm. who, again, expectations, what are people doing behind your back, right? Are they actually keeping up the promises like your employees? Um, have you trained them properly, right, to mm. keep those promises? And all these things, like it's all, it's all, it's all very important to the operation of, of the business and to your peace of mind, so you can actually sleep at night. Yeah, That's the key thing, right? And why should never go fifty fifty? Yes, anything. man, never do. Never, never, go never ever go. 50/50. Not even in your marriage. What? Well, yes. If you got any questions, or if you need a drug contact. Andres has got an old Andres has got an old old friend that uh, will look after you. Uh, something cacao yeah, business. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It probably went broke, um, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you for coming on, Andres. It was a pleasure. Thanks, man. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode one twenty. Ask a black belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're yet to submit a question. We've still, you'll still have a few days by the time of listening to this episode. If you yep. listen to it when it airs, you'll still have a few days to submit a question. And even if you're listening record. to it in the future, we, we don't like delete any of the questions. We, we store them for the, the upcoming Q&A. So submit at any time. Yes. We want to hear in from our you. bio at beyond jujitsu underscore podcast. Thanks for listening guys. And we'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya.